now coming to you live from atop the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's the one, the only, Puckle Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Puckle Podcast. I am your host, Trainer Thatch, here today with my spectacular, as always, co-host. We've got the one and only Linian. Good morning. And we've got the uh, wonderful, as always, Mark. Oh, hi. And welcome to the Puckle Podcast. Puckle, of course, standing for the Pokemon Underground Champions League, a nonsensical name we came up with in 2007, where we talk everything Pokemon from the trading card game to the video game to everything in between. So without further ado, uh, what have you guys been up to? Anything fun the past uh, time since I've seen you? I don't know what the answer is to how long it's been. <laughs> I, I don't either. I just Go talked ahead. to you guys, so. Yeah. Do you, you guys, what, you guys doing anything fun? I mean, I'm doing, I'm getting, I'm getting into all of the not stupid, expensive, uh, formats for magic because, uh, oh, okay. uh I've been playing Popper, which is only commons, so it's very yeah, cheap. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And I, I, I went to the, the event at the game store and I've never met a nicer group of people who will immediately kick your teeth in game one. They're like, oh, You've never played this format? Here, it's pretty simple. This is great. This is how the deck works. You got it? Good. All right. Combo in turn four, you're dead. (laughs) (laughs) Wasn't that fun? It's like, strangely, it was. That's the nicest anyone's ever been while just completely killing me. That's amazing. That's a good store, then. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's like the best. That's the best situation. (laughs) Yeah, honestly, for like a new format, having people be nice and then be like, yeah, this is how you fail. So... Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, you thought that this was going to be, like, weak cards because they're all common? No, 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 no. We're still going to combo you out, just, you know, with weaker cards. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that is how it is how it'd be. Mm. What about you, Mark? Anything fun on your end? Oh, I mean, besides completely failing every time I try and do uh, raids and uh, <laughs> Violet. Uh, maybe not every time, but certainly like the, like I tried Greninja a few times yesterday with well, Greninja's and, rough. Man, Greninja's yeah, rough. it's not a good time. <laughs> I kind of just but, put double team on it. They gave up. They're like, all right, fine. You guys are yep. going to cheese this. We'll just make it RNG for at least one of you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's been my experience, but you know, at least I'm playing, uh, SV a little bit again. Um, mm-hmm. it took quite a hiatus on that for a while. So yeah, hopefully we'll get some news about home. Uh, quite a while. It's only been out like two months. You're fine. <laughs> I know, but you know, like I beat the game and I got like to the point where I could do like the final raids and I was like, yeah, I'll finish the decks later and like just haven't touched it. Mm. So I mean, you know. I've been slowly completing it since then, but, you know, I'll probably by the time Home comes out, I'll be, or Home Connects, I'll end up uh, actually spending time to finish it up. Yeah, you actually have to catch the things. At least that's the way it was in Sword and Shield. Like, it wouldn't update your decks if you transferred in. Yeah, I'm assuming it will be that way. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, what I assume. I don't know. That's a good way to do it, I think, honestly. Mm-hmm. It forces you to have to play the game. Well, I don't know. The thing was, you only had to do like one thing, and then they populated in again because people did just That's transfer true. in all of their DLC. That's true. All the Pokemon back in the DLC, and then just instantly completed their decks. 
Right. Mm. Right. Which I was real sad about because I'm like, oh, I guess I'll find someone to trade with. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Maybe they turned that off. I haven't checked. See if they turned it off or not. I wouldn't be surprised if they keep that, though. I think it was just you had to interact with your box and then they all popped in. Really? Was that it? Or something like that. I don't remember the specifics. I'm not a fan of this. They should just turn it off. Just turn it off. Yeah. You didn't you didn't complete yeah. that, Dex. You're borrowing that Pokemon from a past life. <laughs> like Although I do like what that implies. Like the guy just like looks in his box one day, there's just this lizard in it, he pulls it out, and it goes Heatran, he's like, What are you? <laughs> <laughs> How did you get here? <laughs> no, I don't think I I don't think I've done too much. I played some TCG this week for funsies. I actually went to League and I won the whole thing this week. That was exciting. Oh. <gasps> Oh, yeah, that's cool. I won. I got my twenty dollars of store credit. Wow! Nice. I know. What are you gonna do with that big money? That's a great question. I'm probably gonna just go back and play more, win four more leagues, and buy a box. Yeah, I'm gonna. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna win. I'm gonna keep winning leagues and like maybe buy some like D and D stuff or something. I don't know. Oh, that's good use of money. Like it's a full hobby shop, right? And like I don't need they. The unfortunately, the hobby shop that like I go to for most of my leagues and so i I go to this one on purpose because i'm gaming the system and hear me out and how this is happening is okay. uh this is this league's on monday night so not a lot of people just like want to go especially with all the regionals going on like the serious players go to the regionals and then they're just like i'm not playing monday night after like i just got tilted or whatever you know i got tilted at the towers so they never show up <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately like it's been shrinking in size i don't know why uh, I think part of it is just like there's no local events, so like why are why is anybody practicing, mm-hmm. right? Which hopefully they fix soon. I'm really hoping locals come back very soon. They haven't announced it because I would love to like just go to smaller tournaments and like test my metal there, you know, instead of being like ah yes regional tournament let's go, <laughs> let's see if my deck works at this regional tournament. Yeah, exactly. I'd much rather be like hey let's go play in the tournament with like 20 people in it. You know, that's kind of what I want, but. Mm. I, instead, we yeah we're stuck at league. So I, unfortunately, like my win wasn't that exciting because only four people showed up to league. Oh, on Monday, yeah, yeah. It's it was unfortunate, but it was enough that like Best we could four. play. I won a week. I, I won league versus I beat three people. Those are well, very different yeah. feelings. <laughs> well, to be fair, to be fair, you have to beat three people typically anyway during the week because like our league gets up to maybe you know eight ten people. And so that's typically actually only that only three rounds of Swiss anyway. Mm. So instead of being Swiss, it was round robin. So I just got to play the other three people. And unfortunately, like, so I was playing, I was playing a fun spin on Lugia, which is Lugia flying Pikachu. Okay. That's not what I would call fun. It's, it's very cute uh, because I think Lugia, one of Lugia's harder matchups is against uh, Lost Box. Mm-hmm. And Lost Box is a single prize deck and, Lugia has struggles to like keep up with Lost Box, but if you play the Flying Pikachu, Flying Pikachu just doesn't take any damage from basic Pokemon like ever, and it's uh that which is a lot of fun. I really appreciate that. I see you're trying to play a game. What if I just didn't interact with your deck? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, they have to find ways around it. I mean, to be fair, one of the top decks and well, I'm gonna say tops in quote like probably like number six out of top five is like Arceus Duraludon. Which is literally just like, if you have special energy, you can't t- touch me. It's fine. Hmm. And they can play certain cards, so like Lugia decks can't even touch the Duraldon. And it's just really sad. So there's a lot of just like, you can't play the game. I- I'm very excited for the new set to come out. Like when the new set comes out, 
will at least get like a change up to the game and it'll start to slow down. Lugia loses a lot of power. Uh, a lot of decks lose a lot of power. But yeah, I did that. That was fun. So I got my $20 credit. I'm going to go spend Yay. on uh, Balls Energy Drinks and uh, D&D books. <laughs> they still make balls? Yeah, dude. They Yeah, of course they do. What is wrong with you? I don't know, man. I haven't had balls since I was like a teenager. I just assumed they didn't exist anymore. I get it. I get it once a week when I go play Pokemon. <laughs> I thought you guys meant like the hobby shop had like the, the Pokemon Center merch. No, 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 no. Uh, to be fair, so like Dayton, Ohio is really weird. And we actually do have this store in town. It's in the mall called Original 151, <laughs> which is literally just a Pokemon Center. Oh. The only unfortunate thing is because it's not official, like it, things are definitely upcharged. Mm-hmm. Oh. They're, they're definitely upcharged because I don't think they're getting any wholesale pricing on a lot of the Pokemon Center merch. But apparently the owner has a uh, has a connection to import a lot of Japanese product. Hmm. Okay. So they own Original 151. They actually own another card shop in town uh, called No Limit Gaming. And then on top of that, they just opened a uh, an anime figure store, hmm. uh, which is also in the mall. Wow, that's pretty niche. Yeah, yeah. It's really weird that it's all here in Dayton, Ohio. Yeah. It's very, very weird. The thriving metropolis. <laughs> Something. I don't know. Dayton, Ohio also has <laughs> way more way more like TCG stores than I ever had living in Columbus, Ohio, a much larger city. Hmm. Huh. Yeah, that's a good thing about living it uh living about half an hour from Wizards of the Coast. Is yeah. There's like a uh-huh. lot of uh there's a lot of support for that kind of stuff here. I could believe that. Well dude, there's have you seen the vending machines in like certain places? Yeah. Uh, for for the for the Pokemon stuff, Linian? I have not. I've been looking for it, admittedly. Yeah, they have they they have the Pokemon Center vending machines in Seattle, right? Yeah. I've seen them a couple I've seen times. Those I, should, around. I should go check that out. Just kind of a interesting uh, yeah. for my, for my anniversary, my boyfriend got me this, uh, you know, those like nice ceramic Pokeballs with the lights. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Uh, he got the love ball one and it looks oh, that's really cute. good. Oh, my that's desk. cute. They do look good. I've seen them. Yeah. The, they do look good. The base is like really cool. and has like lights that come up from below. Yep. Super cool. They're, they're actually really, really good. But yeah, all right. Well, let's kick it on over to the news, guys. So let's cue that epic music. Coming to you live from the Lavender Town Radio Tower, this just in. Welcome to the news. In the news, we've got a few things to talk about, but not really. I'm going to let Mark kick it off, though. Yeah, so generally, uh, there's um, not much news this week, but a lot of discourse around people shaming each other for catching their shinies and quick balls, which I think is totally unwarranted, but hey, um, I have strong opinions about quick balls. It was so bad. Twitter, somebody, I forget who it was, somebody, this happened like a few weeks ago, and I think it just like picked up steam. Because somebody's just like, why are you catching your shinies in quick balls? You should be prepared if you're a shiny hunter. And it's just like, I, I don't care. Sometimes Catch you me. don't, you don't come, you're not prepared. And you just come across stuff. I don't yeah. Know, like, I just, I don't just care. Works. This was a stupid argument. Like, it's like, just li- literally the dumbest thing. Catch them in what you, whatever makes you happy. I don't care. Like, a lot of people don't care about Pokeball right. aesthetics either. Right. Like, I don't know if people right. understand that. I know that's really hard to wrap around that people might have a different perspective on life than you. <laughs> or have different like Especially core values Pokemon. but like come on 
And and uh, this is the, the real hot wild take. Um, how do you? How would you know? Like, oh, he's got a tiny little different animation that was sent out. Yeah, cool. I don't care. Yep, I don't care either. I'm gonna be honest. Uh, I my only my only gripe with Pokeballs in general is that I think everything post the Kurt Balls had subpar designs. I would I disagree. Which one? Well, Pokeball. Beast Ball is an exception. That's Beast Ball's pretty good. I yeah, would Beast still Ball's disagree. Good. I think Dusk Ball looks pretty good. Dusk Ball's okay. Dusk that would be Ball the next one. Just, is just Dusk awful. Ball should be the Purple Ball. Just saying. It has yeah. a purple animation when it comes out. You know what? Pr- I agree with Timer that. looks great. I'll say I'll, I'll defend Timer Ball. You know what? Timer's okay. Timer Ball I'll, is great. I'll give you Timer. Yeah. But I think Nest is garbage. I think this is okay. I think repeats kind of garbage. I I do think quick ball kind of looks bad. Um, and then I mean dive ball is pretty good. I love dive ball. Yeah, dive ball is pretty you can't good. Dunk on. So I I can't dunk on dive ball. No, there's definitely I, like they're definitely hit or miss. But I'd say all the Kurt balls are winners. Oh yeah. Well, no, actually, I don't which know. one don't you like? Um, was it the fast ball? Is kind of like meh. Okay, it's red and it's got the little like Fa- uh, fastball. Fastball is definitely mid. Definitely mid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would agree otherwise. Like Frim Ball is great. You know, I guess like, Gen three did give us Premier Ball. Premier Ball's pretty. Yeah, Premier good. Ball is a good time. Uh, Cherish Ball's bad. I, think Cherish I, bad. I, I feel call like bad. Cherish Ball is they decided they they sat down to make a quote unquote Pokeball and <laughs> whiffed. They failed real bad, actually. I but I, I think, think it's they, they tried and <laughs> yes, like I don't know, I don't hate it. It's, it's I'm, all right. I haven't looked at like the source code for Scarlet and Violet enough. I I looked for very su- few items that specifically uh, in Scarlet and Violet, such as like the Black Argyr, right, and uh, the Peat Block and stuff like that, which are in the Scarlet and Violet code. Um, oh. But the thing I didn't look mm-hmm. for was to see if the uh, Hisuian balls got in. I'm sure they did. I I hope. Well, so the way they handled it in actual like in in BDSP and in BD area and in Pokemon Legends Arceus is that if you transfer a Pokemon, it just turns into the Strange Ball. Yeah, which is pretty cool. I actually. I mean, the Strange Ball. ball, The Strange Ball is cute. I I'm not gonna lie, but I would really like to see like the Hisuian Ball in Scarlet and Violet, like the Hisuian Pokeball. Just seeing it, just but, seeing the Pokemon caught in it. Like, don't give me access to it, but just let me see it. Because also, you have the cool Pokeball that you like made for, uh, for like Dialga and Palkia. Right. Yeah. I yeah. I want that to make it in. You know. But then, like, what if you get two? That would be a paradox. Speaking of paradox Pokemon, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, go, go, Lydian, go. <laughs> As much as what I a, like to uh, what a segue. mini topic about Pokeballs. It was a fun um, mini topic, okay? It yes. was. We so have four Paradox things Pokemon on the list. Be- <laughs> Paradox Pokemon are allowed in VGC starting on Wednesday at 4 o'clock UTC. They're Tuesday night for most of the US, as long as they didn't mistranslate the post like they before. Uh, yeah, you can use all of them. That's probably why they've been posting all the pictures of them on the YouTube page and Twitter. Well, it's just their oh. official reveal. They've been waiting, they wanted to yeah. wait until the official reveal to allow Paradox Mons in. It's the same reason why the, uh, the items of ruin or whatever they're called, um, haven't, aren't in VGC yet either because they haven't well, no, technically revealed. They were in the 1008. Uh, they were in Pokemon. the trailer, they were in the trailer, but they haven't been like spotlighted by Pokemon yet. Yeah, but uh, that's fine. They, they'll be Neither there. Neither has, uh, Scovillain. It's fine. Aww. It's fine. We don't, we don't need to worry about it. No. It's yes. fine. No. <laughs> it's all it, <laughs> talking about going away. Let's go talk about some Pokemon Go. Uh, let's go to the let's Pokemon go to the polls. 
All right. Uh, uh, Neubach Community Day is Sunday. That's it. Moving on. Uh, cool. In the TCG, <laughs> there's going to be an upcoming set in Japan this summer called Pokemon Card 151, and it will apparently be the first time that Kadabra has been in the TCG since, like, 1999. Yeah, because Yuri Geller doesn't have any, have any like, sway anymore, so... Is he dead? No, he's alive. No. He's alive, but he, like, when the Pokemon card craze came back, they're like, yeah, they could do it if they wanted to. And yeah, so, he, he tried to cash uh, yeah. in on the craze and yeah. tie his name to it so that he yep. could be a big special boy. But uh, now we can get Kadabra back without fear of litigation from a con man. So, yep. you know, <laughs> yeah, right. some pluses, I guess. Yeah, that's we can true. get... He's not very reputable. No, we get Kadabra back, so that's cool. All right. Uh, so I guess the final thing is Puckle's Pokey prediction, because this was a short news week. Yeah. <laughs> um, with the first regional supporting Series 2 rules being next weekend, which Paradox Pokemon will appear the most in Day 2 teams? Will it Will it be the same that appears in the most top 8 teams? The answer is yes to both, uh, and the Pokemon is probably either Iron Hands or uh, Iron Valiant, probably. Iron Bundle. No, Iron the, Bundle. I don't think it's... I don't actually think it's either of those three. I think Bundle is going to be too frail to succeed well in a one v two or in a two v two rather. And it doesn't typically, without a turn of setup, quite punch the most of the strong things in VGC. So the good news is we probably have this answer uh, because before Series One was announced, they were just playing. Yeah, with, uh, they were playing with it anyway. So let me see if I can find out. Uh, if I had to guess, I probably would think it's going to. Uh, something relatively rounded and kind of bulky, so maybe like Jugulus, maybe... I don't think Hands, but possible. Iron Hands has a chance, I think. Um, Iron Jugulus is not that good. It's not gonna... Uh, what about Thorns? Uh, the other one that might see some Roaring play, Moon, you know? Roaring, Roaring Moon, I'm Roaring Moon may... Roaring Moon. Uh, I don't actually know the answer to this. I don't know that I'm well-versed enough to... I, uh, I am not I haven't, I haven't played... I haven't played a lot of Series 2 at all. And by that I mean I've played zero. <laughs> and as a result, I've also learned, like, playing Series 1, that two months is definitely not long enough, and they should let it go longer. <laughs> like, at least three months, not two. Because I'm sitting here, like, trying to figure out the meta, and, like, I'm just starting to get it. And then it's just like, by the way, we're going to add in these 16 Pokemon that's gonna that are completely going to change everything. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm like, I can't wait for Torkoal to be everywhere. And Pincurchin. <laughs> and Pincurchin. I mean, it won't be, but, like, <laughs> it could. It'll be... Torkoal, Torkoal will. Torkoal succeeds. Tor- Torkoal uh, will... You know what? That's the thing. It, it's gonna be... It's not gonna be one of the future mons. It's going to be something that does well on Sun. Uh, Torkoal. With that Lilligan. in mind, probably Slitherwing. Lilligan. Oh, yeah. Lilligant always as well. I wonder if if Hisuian Lilligant will do well when it finally shows up. What Did it Did it keep Chlorophyll? Hustle? I don't know the answer. I don't know the answer to these questions. No, we do know. We do know. Do we? Yeah, we actually do know. Is that Uh, actually... uh, Did that come up? uh, It came out when you could transfer them to Pokemon Home, and it was also in the data of Pokemon Legends Arceus. So it did... Uh, Well, it was in Legends Arceus, and then uh, a lot of those Pokemon changed their abilities Mm. in the data for uh, this game. Which is uh, good. It, uh, got, it gave like uh, Rockhead to Arcanine. Currently, oh, uh, Chlorophyll is on uh, on Hisuian Lilligant currently. Yeah, that's terrifying in a good way because that thing's got like 105 speed and 105 attack. Yeah, it's gonna be great. Yeah, just choice band that and things start dying. I think yeah, they. Uh, 
Yeah, it also has Victory Dance, which is bulk up with speed. Yep, 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 yep. All right. Well, that's the news, I guess. What a short one this week. We're going to go ahead and quiz your co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. Oh, hi, and welcome to the Pokey Quiz, the part of the show where we quiz our co-hosts on their insane Pokemon knowledge. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang, here to explain the rules. Our fabulous co-hosts will work as a team to answer five Pokemon-themed trivia questions that fans have submitted on the Discord server. Each question is worth one point, with Pokedex and multiple answer questions worth more, for a total of seven points. The host can use a free hint at any time. If they get all the answers correct and do not use the hint, they can cash it in for an eighth point. Welcome to Puckle's Pokey Quiz. Thank you for that introduction. We're going to kick things off. I think, Linian, if you get a perfect score today, you win. Woo! So keep that in mind, I guess. Because mm. uh, I believe you're at 32. Mm. All right. So let's get started then. Our first one is going to be from Dragon Tamer Nick. What is the only non-psychic type Pokemon to get synchronized as an ability? The only what? The only non-psychic type Pokemon to get synchronized as an ability. Umbreon. Umbreon is correct. (laughs) Uh, That is uh, one for one. I'll give you that one. I don't know what else to say about that. That is a fact. It's it's, it's matched with Espeon. This is a fact. All right. Your next question is going to be just from Stan. We just have Stan in the Discord. Good to know. (laughs) Well, Mark's here. That's true. We do have Mark on the show. (laughs) <laughs> Mark Stan, if you Wait. get a bob, we're halfway to a hardware store. <laughs> Which Pokemon evolutionary line has a seven to one female to male gender ratio? Seven to one female to male. Uh, female to male. Seven to one. Oh, so it's the eighty-seven or whatever. No, no, no. Well, yeah, I guess so. Yeah, female to male, and it's a three-stage. Female to male. It is an evolutionary line. I did not say three stage. Oh, okay. Um, the only thing I can see, like, part of it is, like, there's the weirdness that is the Azuril line, where technically Azuril has a seven to one, but uh, Meryl and uh, Azumarill do not. Huh. That's not it. <laughs> um, I do know that that's a thing. I don't think that that's necessarily correct, but... Um, it's got to be something that's got a weird evolution thing, like Combi or Slandit. Yeah. Oh, 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 um, um. Salazzle? No, Lion. Oh, um. Pyroar. Yeah, Pyroar, yeah. Is that seven to one? I have no idea. I know it's less than, like, one, it's not one to one, and it's not two to one. It's worse, because I know that getting yeah. uh, the shiny male one is very hard. That's true. Um, hmm. <laughs> I mean, I'm willing to try that one out. Sure. Yes. Let's, yes. Yeah, let's do it. The Pyroar line is correct. Okay. Um, it is, uh, it, that is the only one that's seven to one female to male. Uh, there are seven to one male to female. Salented is one of them. The starters uh, are another. As well. Uh, the starters are actually eight to one, I think, or something. Maybe I'm incorrect. No, those are seven to one. No, they are seven to one. They are also seven to one. Yeah. That's correct. Because they hate girls, apparently. Yes. All right. So you guys are two for two. Your next question is your Pokedex entry question, as always. 
This one is going to come from the trivia master himself, Liger. It's Pokemon Shield entry reads, The karate chops of this Pokemon that's trained itself to limit can cleave the ocean itself. What? (laughs) The karate chops of this Pokemon... Yeah, can cleave the ocean itself. The karate chops of this Pokemon that's trained itself to the limit can cleave the ocean itself. Uh, um, can cleave. So, okay, karate chops, right? So probably fighting type. Definitely a fighting type. Uh, I my first thought I don't think is right because my first thought was rapid strike Urshifu, but that's not. Yeah, my thought with that was is that too. But I agree. I don't think that's correct. No. Um, who else karate chops? Like sock champ. Sock is in sword and shield, right? I think it is. Yeah, no, I know it is. Um, I just don't okay. know how I feel about it. Um, in general or about this? I mean, just in general. It looks like Grover, like, in a yeah. <laughs> gritty reboot um, of Muppets Take Manhattan. Uh, if you feel good about it, about it I don't feel bad. Uh, as like a first... I mean, we get two chances here, right? Yeah. So. Um... I, I can't I think of anything else. else that, like, chops. If it's not this, it's going to be, like, its blows are rapidly flowing, and we'll go, oh, so... Yeah, right, right. Okay. I guess we'll yeah, take let's it. let's do Sock to start. Sock is correct. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> um, uh, the extra entry we had was from Pokemon Y, and it reads, Tying their belts gets them pumped up and makes their punches more destructive. Disturbing their training angers them. Okay, okay that's the least helpful second sentence. Hey, if you interrupt it, it gets rude. It gets angry. It's mad. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you guys are at, uh, you guys are four for three. So your mm. next question is worth up to two points. Uh, and it's going to come to you from uh, Farmer. Wait, no, I'm not doing that one. That's like. You what? No. What? Uh, oh, oh no. Um, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, no, not that it's hard. It's that it's too easy. It's asking you oh. for ten Pokemon types of the eighteen that have a specific thing, and it's just like <laughs> it's just like oh. yeah, you guys could throw darts at a board and get it right. Like, <laughs> uh, all right. This other one is going to be from Deacon Cheese. There are six answers here. Uh, which non-legendary Pokemon receive the highest amount of stat points in each stat upon evolution? So we do have the six stats. If you give me, um, if you give me, I don't know, I'm going to say if you give me like four of them, you get two points. If you give me two of them, you get, you get two points. So Ninkata probably is one of them. I'm not. You do have to lock these in. Yeah, you do have I'm to not. Lock I was in. just to say, and I'm you not have to, you do have to in. give. Yeah, I'm just going to ask for the Pokemon. I'm not going to ask for you to give me the speed stat that it is, but I will ask for the... Uh, well, yeah, because I know yeah. it shoots up by a lot, um, I think. Yeah, I, I think you're right. I think you're right on that one. Because Ninjask has like 400 million or something, and I think Nin- Nincat has like <laughs> two. Yeah, I I believe that is correct. So Nincata for speed? Yeah, let's lock it in. Nincata for speed is correct. It gains 120 points for speed upon evolution Uh, to uh, Ninjask. I don't know Uh, about any of the others. Um, The other thing that comes to mind, I just don't know the base speed. But, and not base speed. Um, Here's a question. Yeah. Dubblade to uh, Aegislash. Do we count both forms of it? Uh, yes. Oh. 
I think it could probably be at least one of the special stats going up to those. Uh, okay. Special defense, I know on Dubblade's around 50. And it goes up okay. to 140, so that's like 90. I mean, that's pretty good. Uh, do you want to try that one? Sure. Aegislash Shield from Dubblade for special defense? Nope, that's incorrect. Ooh. What gets okay. more than 90 points? It doesn't get 90 points uh, going to special defense from Dubblade to to Aegislash. Okay. Because uh, you have to remember, uh, Aegislash also got nerfed to 140. Um, yeah, uh, and then so 50 to 140 is about 90 points. This is higher. What the heck? This is higher than what they gave me. This question was not fact-checked. <gasps> I mean, I think that's actually Liger. correct, because it's actually 49 on Dewblade, and then to Aegislash, it is uh, 140, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, let me double-check my, my math um real quick i mean you guys can have this information it is it is uh 140 so 140 minus 49 is what 91 mm-hmm. is, that how that, is that how math works that is higher Pretty than sure. what i have uh, let me do my math real quick that sounds right to me but uh i i, I do have a math minor that that i got and i don't use ever so <laughs> um and look what you 140 for. minus 49 91 that is higher Okay, I, I'm going to accept that. I'm going to accept that as an answer. <laughs> uh, the okay. other answer that we had was Marini to Toxapex for ninety. Oh, okay. Which so is by one point, but yeah, it's by one point, but that does make it higher. Yes, I, I was. It so wasn't like some get, wildly. You guys do get one point, and you still have all of your strikes. Um. Well. Okay. What about like Gyarados? because uh, what is its attack? Is that the Oh god, I don't remember. Uh, uh like cuz I mean Magikarp's pretty Magikarp low. is 10, right? Like if Gyarados yeah, is 100, yeah, yeah. that's still 90 points. Yeah, that's true. That's a fair point. Yeah. You know, just do Gyarados or Magikarp Gyarados. Yeah, yeah, then. let's let's say Gyarados. Uh Magikarp okay. to Gyarados is the attack stat. Okay. Um, that 115 points. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, that would do it. <laughs> uh, 115 points, yeah. It gained right, a right. good chunk. Do you think Marini is also defense? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, we have all our strikes. That's true. That's true. Yeah. We can certainly... Hmm. Let's let's go for it. Like, worst case, we're just back here. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Let's see it. All right. Defense, Marini? Marini does not defense. That is your first strike. <gasps> oh, okay. Oh... Okay, no, so what stats really do we have? Weak. It's defense, uh, defense, special attack. HP, special attack, HP, huh? Um, Satal already has a lot, actually. How much does Claude Sire have? How much does Whooper have? That's the real question. Claude yeah. Sire's yeah, got well, like, like Whooper's got to be pretty low, right? I don't know because it's it's a Pokemon that has like no stats, right? So maybe that would be the HP one. It's Possible? I just, I don't know. I don't know what the um, HP is. I just don't know. What's Claude Because uh, Claude Sire is at like, what, 130? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, let's... It's, it's I, up there. I can't think of anything else that, like, gets HP bulk. That tends to be something you're born with, you know? Right. <laughs> you're born with the HP. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's let's try Paldean Wooper. Locking yeah. it in. 
Yeah. Paldean Wooper is incorrect. I believe it really? only gets uh it only I'm gonna say only, it only gets uh, like an eighty five bump. Oh really? What yeah. am I Huh. I'm gonna say only. I because that means it has to be like one of the best HP mons that it becomes, and it comes out of something that's very frail. Uh huh. Well, there's also Age of Slash for special attack, but I feel like there's something else that just becomes psychic. Actually, that's a good point. Is there anything that, like, gains another type that we might... Yeah, you guys are on your last strike, by the way. Yeah, Ooh, I know. Wait, wait, wait. How much... What about Feebass? Huh. Well, my Lodic doesn't have the same... I'm trying to... I don't remember what the stats are, because it, it doesn't have, like, really high special defense, though. Yeah, but Feebass yeah, already had a pretty good special defense. Oh, okay. Also, we already got special defense. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I guess we already have that. So but the matter. other stats um, that it got were special attack. It goes up to a hundred from something terrible. Oh, okay. Um, hmm. I think it's ten. I think it is like Magikarp. It's it got 10? ten in both of its attack stats. So potentially ninety. Potentially ninety to special attack. Okay. Oh man. Um, I feel I feel okay about that. Um, you do that for special attack, then? I want to think just a little bit, because if it only... If Claude Sire doesn't uh, get HP, right? Yeah, it doesn't win the HP now. If that's the case, whatever it evolves into has to have a massive, massive HP stat. Right. Just to have the points to go around. Um <sighs> No, what that was because Chansey doesn't. I mean, Chansey does rather. It doesn't evolve. Uh, wait, what's Hepinis? Yeah, that would be yeah, like the baby Mons, right? Because um, Chansey is at like two hundred fifty, right? Is it really that high? Yeah, because Blissey has the highest possible HP at two fifty five. Uh, oh well, there's no way. I mean, I don't think Hepini would be that high, would it? I mean, no. Would, I, I mean, like, like let's say it was high at like one ten. That would still be. Yeah, it'd be huge. It'd be like an 140 yeah, jump. Yeah. Yeah, we can do that for HP. Yeah, let's try that. Uh, Happini to Blissey is correct for HP. That is 150 okay. points. Ooh. Uh, so that gives you the full the full gambit. I'm going to oh. reveal the other two for uh, for brevity of time. Defense is actually Wimpod to Glissapod, 100 change. Oh. Good. Okay, yeah, uh, that, that okay. makes sense. Okay. Feebass and Chargerbug are uh, tied for special attack increase with mm, 90. Okay. Mm. Gotcha. With 90. So you were on the bright yeah. path with Feebass, so. That is uh, that's your two points. So you guys are, what is this? This is four questions. You guys are six for four. You're, oh, no. Your next question. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Yeah, you could, you, could, you could win here, Linian, but you oh, got to get no. this correct. I could also trip over my own feet, be hoist by my own petard. Yeah. All right, this next question is going to come to you from Deacon Cheese once again. Of the fully of the 27 fully evolved starters, no megas. Which line has the or which one has the highest base defense? Defense? Yep, defense. So, uh Chestnut comes to mind first. How much is that? Not like 115, I think. Uh the mm. other what are other because the stuff that came out in j- j- like a hundred some odd would be the maximum defense for uh, Skeledurge, for instance. Um, uh, I can't. I'm just trying. I'm going through them in my head. 
Like uh, Insin isn't actually I don't know how huh? that, like Torterra, but I don't know if that beats Chestnut. It's really a question of like Chestnut or Torterra because yeah. I don't think like Incineroar only is that bulky because of Intimidate. Mm-hmm. Uh, none of the stuff in Gen Eight was defensively bulky. None of the stuff in uh, Gen Nine was particularly. Uh, Skeledurge was was very rounded bulk, right? Um, uh, I think Chestnut might be the be the right answer then. Yeah, I just because I think it's higher than Torterra. That's the question, and it it really is down to those two almost out the, off the gate. Um, right. I'm gonna need an answer here, guys. Let's just do Chestnut. Yeah, you know, just do Chestnut. Okay. I, Why not? <laughs> sure. Chestnut is correct okay <laughs> uh, uh it is uh that 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 ruins the ladder uh but i think it yeah, simplifies chestnut's, the ladder <laughs> everybody's get destroyed uh chestnut's got 122 base defense the next up is torterra with 105 mm-hmm. and then blastoise meganium for alligator and skeledurge are tied for the next place oh. at 100 ah nice round number that's why yeah mm-hmm. yeah so yeah, you guys got you got the eight points. Congratulations, Selenian. Woo! Yay! You did it. You win thing. I win thing. Thing is win. Yep. Yep. Uh, but that's good for Mark because you know what? Mark gets eight points and he's sitting at the top of the ladder right now. Yeah. <laughs> Tune in Everyone next else week. Has yet to get on the board. Yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for that, guys. If you want to listen to more Poke Quiz, tune in next week. Until then, we're going to kick it on over to the topic. We have another review this week from iTunes from Boy Jeff. Amazing. Five stars. I just started listening this year, but I've loved it ever since. Well, thank you for that. And if you would like to review us wherever you listen to the podcast, we would really appreciate it. It would help us out. On top of that, you might be able to be right on the show. Well, until then, we're going to kick it on over, guys, to the topic. Welcome to the topic. Our topic today is going to be Paradox Pokemon theories and essentially where they came from, what they actually are. Are they actually Pokemon from the future? Are they actually Pokemon from the past? Personally, I'm doubtful. (laughs) There's been a few, few like rumors floating through the internet and we haven't talked much post game yet. Yeah, I want to say post game. We haven't talked much post game yet. So definitely spoilers ahead for those of you listening. If you haven't completed the game and you want to still remain spoiler free, just heads up. Uh, timestamps are in the show notes that, so you can skip straight to the Pokemon of the episode. I want to talk about this because I think this is something fun to talk about. We haven't had a good like speculation episode in a while, and I'm sure we'll all get like shown up in a month when Pokemon Day comes out and we get the DLC <laughs> right announcement and we get a little bit more information. But I am very, very curious to see what's going on. You've got a lot of people floating around, and then I'm, I'll let you guys like tell me that I'm stupid. But we've got a lot of f- theories floating around from PokeTubers and stuff like that, and I think they all are getting like really hyped up on these Pokemon being f- either from the past or from the future. Every time I hear them talk, like both theories about them being from the past and from the future don't make sense together. Like you can't make it, it's literally a paradox, right? It's an oxymoron. <laughs> well. When, like, they come up with their theory for the future Pokemon, then their separate theory for the past Pokemon. I think it's very fun to listen to that. There has been the really fun one with the imagination, which uh, Lydia might be able to give a better explanation than I can for. That's the one I ascribe to. I want to hear what you guys say. Oh, I want to quickly, for because 
uh, imagination. That's not a thing that necessarily makes total sense to everyone. So let me just throw out what that means for the audience. Yes, exactly. In the alternate version of the game that you play, uh, all of the Pokemon are described, all of the other Pokemon are described in ways that are largely to somewhat impossible. Um, things like Jigglypuff, uh, being one billion years old means it would predate multicellular life and all evidence of that. That's probably not possible. Uh, on the other hand, you have things that seem to imply that, uh, Hariyama was human, uh, Iron Hands, rather, was human, Iron Jugulus is, um, <clears throat> you can look up the dex entry on your own time. But basically, uh, but they're all specifically, not only are they impossible, but they're reported in ill-reputed magazines. So, the theory goes basically something like this. Whatever is down at the bottom of Area Zero is not a time machine. And the crystals don't just supercharge, uh, they don't just supercharge technology. What they do is they make what is imagined real or something to that effect. So these Pokemon that were described in the Book of Scarlet or the Book of Violet or these weird magazines, what they are, are they are literally that. They're inventions of people that have been made real by the power of the machine in Area Zero. It was never actually pulling things from the future or past. It, they could never send someone over to see what it was. All it was was creating what people expected about the future or the past. And so you get robots and Pokemon that look just like dinosaur versions of the Pokemon that exist. They're not actually... They, these weren't existent life forms. These were uh, dreams come true. If that's the case... That does mean that uh, the AI professor just got yeeted into imagination, <laughs> which <laughs> yeah. means I I don't care how much it costs Pokemon. If that's true, uh, let the DLC have a uh, orchestral haunting remix of Willy Wonka's Pure Imagination. <laughs> I just need that. So the third the third legendary is called like the disc Pokemon, and I think it's isn't it supposed to be something like it's supposed to be something with imagination. We we don't know about the disc. It says something like that though. In it the, says uh, in the Scarlet slash Violet book. Yeah. So the Scarlet and Violet book talk about the legend the quote unquote third legendary. Um, it's the thing that is hinted at in all the hexagons, like in the hats that the Pokemon have. There's like little angry eyes. Um, and it's implied that that's connected to this disc, like, they're like, was it a Pokemon? Was it not? And it, they talk about this powerful disc thing. It's really vague what it is, and imagination vaguely comes up in reference to it, but it's not concrete enough to really dig into. There's nothing there. The other thing I do like as well is the how they hint at, like, these fusion Pokemon that we're seeing in the Scarlet and Violet books, where you either see the, uh, the three legendary beasts from you know gen 2 or the swords of justice all combined as one pokemon and they say these are like imagined versions of what these might look like in the past and slash in the future yeah so if we ever see them it kind of definitively closes that off huh exactly exactly like because they don't exist hey this is the thing i made up oh <laughs> yeah exactly and on top of that i think if they were to see if you were to see the people have done the timeline and Pokemon's actually really o been pretty okay with their timeline in reference to Pokemon events. Entei, Raikou, and Soikun didn't exist until 150 years ago when the Burn Tower burned down. Mm -hmm. And I believe they were talking about the Paradox Pokemon that's the fusion of all of them being 200 plus years old. 
So they would they literally wouldn't have existed. Mm-hmm. It would be another evidence towards this. I do expect that we probably hit this somewhat on the nose, but there's probably small pieces that we haven't put together that Pokemon has a better answer for us. But I really, I, I like the idea that they're just imagination because that makes way more sense to me as to why that we have all of these weird Pokemon that can't breed. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I agree. I think it makes the most sense, but I don't know. Have you heard of any of these theories? I don't know. Like, if you haven't, uh, what did you think of the Paradox Pokemon, Mark? Yeah, I, I kind of tend, I tend, I tend to agree with the thought that it's probably imagination. I think that's a little bit more sort of creative in the storytelling aspect too. Yeah. Which I kind of want to be true <laughs> instead of just like, Oh yeah, these are literally just time travel. <laughs> yeah. I kind of want that too. However, I, I personally, my pet theory, which is probably extremely wrong, is that this is some sort of tie to like the, the wormholes in, uh, sun and moon, but. I, I, it's probably not that case because they, we do have like, you know, the, um, the ultra beasts, which are also, you can't breed them and they're super weird. They're not really based off of like any, uh, current Pokemon, right? But I don't know. I feel like there's there maybe something there as well. But again, I have no evidence for this and it's probably just imagination. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's a good connection to make because the Pokemon company did like come out. Well, if you look at the Code of Sword and Shield actually, um, and all the changes they've made. So, uh, Ultra Beasts are no longer considered sub-legendaries like they were. They're like their own class of Pokemon now. And they're trying to do the same thing with the Paradox Pokemon. Like, the Paradox Pokemon are supposed to be on, like, the same tier as Ultra Beasts. Oh, okay. That makes a lot of sense. It's actually, like, a very good connection to make. (laughs) Oh, okay. Well, I mean, they kind of give me the same vibe, you know? They're, like, they're not quite legendaries, right? But they're they're still kind of treated functionally like that. Yeah. And I also like the idea of like, I don't know, like in Pokemon, there is this idea of like other sort of dimensions and other worlds. Other realities. The sort of, yeah. So like, you know, I feel like there could definitely be a connection there in some way, but I also feel like it's not terribly well-defined to begin with. But, uh, uh, so there's a lot of room for interpretation depending on who's doing the research, what region you're in or whatever. This is true. I think that's, it's Tathatch's classic point of, yeah, headcanon is good for this kind of thing. Yes, (laughs) Yes, <laughs> yes. For now, until it goes away, and they answered in the DLC. Okay, I just hope they kind of don't. I hope they never address it. Oh, but I just meant in general, like if the the fact that there aren't strong. I think one thing I, I first of all, when you started talking about them connected to Ultra Beasts, all I could think about is a past version of Buzzwool where they encase it in amber. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> and I really like that. I really want that now. A rock fighting type. Yeah, or Rock Bug. I don't care, either of them. I think Rock Fighting's more exciting. Yes, I agree. That'd be fun. I do think there's a little bit of room to kind of say that uh, this was not handled perfectly. And my biggest problem with it is pretty simple. If you don't, even if the DLC explains this, the story now feels very weird. And if if someone didn't have the DLC, that's just the game. I don't like having conclusions to uh i see what you're saying major plots not in the base game i liked uh, how uh the game was done in uh sword and shield sword and shield they had stories that were complete they were there and were they the most interesting no did they mean that uh we didn't have to worry about questions like where did the villain go at the end of the story yeah we we didn't have to have that problem 
However, I think it's it's a good thing. I think it would be interesting to like have the DLC sort of as a continuation of the main story. I think the way that Scarlet and Violet was set up was also a lot different than the way Sword and Shield was set up in terms of the story. Because the stories that... I don't know, one, I thought the story of Scarlet and Violet was far more engaging than the story yes. of Sword and Shield. Yes. Because Sword and Shield were just like typical Pokemon games with like their very linear storytelling. Right. Scarlet and Violet was just like, here's information for you to learn. You just figure it out as you go along. It, I mean, maybe that's just like a product of the quote unquote open world. I really, really like... I don't know. That kind of storytelling is more enthralling because you're like, I have to discover what's going on, right? And you're actually discovering sure. instead of being spoon-fed like, oh, man, Beads Kaparaja knocked down this ancient mural and we found a statue. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to say that that one was done well. <laughs> I honestly think this was very exciting leading up to the DLC just because of the amount of speculation it allows for. It's really fun. We were having the same thing when we were like leading up to the release of the game. Like, what is this? What does that mean? Mm -hmm. Now we're like afterwards, we're still like, what is this? What does it mean? We just got like a piece of the puzzle. We don't know the whole thing. And I really, really like that. Now, does it suck that we're going to have to probably spend 30 bucks to find out what else is going on? Probably. Or we'll go back to Kalos and they'll just never address this ever again. Stop it. (laughs) All I hope is if we go to Kalos... You get, uh, we don't get to go across the fence. Like what it is, there's like a, there's a tunnel yeah. and then you go and you, you talk to the guy. He's like, yeah, I'll let you through. And then you come out and it's like, this is long cave. And then you come out through some metal stairs and you come out and it's the, it's the power plant from the desert that everyone complained about <laughs> <laughs> that you couldn't go into. You just pop out of that. That would be the best troll move Pokemon could do. <laughs> Man, there's no way that we go to Kalos. I think that's a that's a really long shot. That part of the map actually, if you look at the Kalos map, that's actually not even in Gen Six. Like <laughs> the part of the map that's being shown grayed out in uh Paldea. Is if we did go to Kalos, but it's just the little Friend Safari Battle Mason. The Friend Safari's closed and the Battle Mason is completely unchanged in Sex and Y. <laughs> Pretty much that, though. Like, uh, like maybe you could go there in that little area, but that little area actually has clouds over it in the map of Kalos. Well, maybe that's what the DLC is. Uh, it, it No, it's a little cloud area, but it's more like, it's more akin to not so much Kalos as to, like, Johto Falls. They didn't call it Johto Falls. Tojo? Tojo. The Tojo Falls. That's what it was. Yeah, the Tojo Falls in uh, in Gold and Silver. That space between two regions. That's, that's pretty much what it is. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay, okay. I mean, which is still exciting, and if we get references, and, you know, maybe, maybe we get to go to Kalos. Um, If we do, I would be very genuinely surprised. I would, too. Maybe this is just, like, 25 years of disappointment, right? We finally get uh, get that third version we've been asking for. Well, not even, like, the third version, but could you, could you imagine, like, after 25 years, they're just like, here's a second region in your Pokemon game, and being like, what? I didn't think this was possible. I mean, I think it would be f- it would be fun if done well, but I I don't I think people are kind of just been people have been wanting the world to be the Pokemon world to be more connected than it actually is for a long time. I don't blame them. In Gen two, kind of set that expectation. No, I don't blame them either. But I feel like like that's like the only time that's happened, right? But I don't blame people for wanting that, and I think that's like a very big thing to want in any fandom universe. Sure. I mean, this is, like, really nerdy and just a very Thatch thing, but, like, even in the Power Rangers universe, like, fandom, people do that all the time. Bingo card? They try to shove everything into the same universe, and I guess they have done so, like, semi-successfully. If I 
soapbox briefly. Here's the issue that I have with a lot of the, uh, why I think we're never going to go to Kalos this gen. I could be wrong. But uh, they don't want to bring Megas back, and imagine Kalos without Megas <laughs> doesn't work. It's not as fun, for sure. Well, like, a lot of the, the, the literal, like, map doesn't work. Why are we going to these places? Nothing happens there without the, uh... The answer for most of it is you just do gyms again, and then you're happy. But I do agree with that for some, like, some things in town, right? I also, if they're going to do Kalos, I would believe that they would bring Megas back, but obviously they're not doing that, right? Well, I mean, what they, the most they could do is just have it be kind of like give it that Gen 2 treatment again, where it's like a dumbed down version of it. Yeah, that's true. No Viridian Forest. So it's not like literally Kalos, but it's like Kalos Light. Yeah, Diet Kalos. The difficulty curve is going to be uh, unusably bad. <laughs> it depends on what they do with it, right? I mean, it really depends on what they do. What Pokemon are you going to use, Thatch? Your story team is now either level 100 or, like... Sure, sure, sure. Well, yeah, they wouldn't be starting the game. It would have to be DLC and treated as such, right? Like, it's not going to be... But I'm saying that for the people who... It actually makes playing the game originally much worse if you played it at launch, because now you have all of this stuff and none of your... If you did any post-game stuff, now your Pokemon outstrip it completely. It's like... I understand that. Thanks for punishing your early adopters... You could even do... Uh, it depends on how they do it. I don't know. They they could find a smart way to do it. It's not my job to do that, right? Uh, I'm not a game designer. Uh, But to me, it does limit what they're likely to do. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... Again, I do not expect this to happen whatsoever. If it happens, I will be genuinely shocked. This is why the, the DLC for uh, Sword and Shield, specifically Crown Tundra, was great. Crown Tundra was very good. All of the challenges that were, like, catching the Pokemon, they were, like, level 70, 80 anyway. So even if you did power level your team, you were kind of on par. Uh, and then the other thing was, if you wanted to do the real calm, like, the battle stuff, it was all level-scaled rentals. Yep. That worked fine. I don't disagree with you. I'm sure they'll do something with the DLC. I, I hope it's two packages again, too, so we can get, like, I don't know, more bang for our buck and just kind of drag it out. Mm. Get another 700 Pokemon game. But we'll see, uh, especially in some of this art. I think some of the Pokemon, I think the Pokemon graphics are actually pretty good. Like, I'm a fan. Oh, don't get into that discourse, too. <laughs> Please. Yeah, I know. People are going to be so mad. People got mad at us for uh, talking about how, like, we like the uh, the way, like, the Survivor looked in the trailer and stuff. I was like, I don't know. I just thought it looked nice. Like, <laughs> But the art in this game is so bad. They copied, uh, they copied the uh, uh, models to make the official art. Okay. I'm smart for uh, thinking that that is how game design teams work. They they have the final product before they make the official art. Well, yeah. Duh. Yeah, sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'm very excited, though. I don't know. I want to know what's going on. Like, this has been eating at me for, like, two months now. <laughs> I mean, I want DLC. That's what it comes down to for me. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but I want this DLC more than I wanted the Sword and Shield DLC. Well, first of all, we know it's on the table. I specifically remember telling people on this very podcast, let me retroactively eat crow on this. Uh, yeah. I remember specifically telling people, hey, don't get excited. This isn't going to be, uh, this isn't going to be anything. They're going to tell us about the new wild area rotation back when we thought that was going to be interesting. Right. You know what? I will say, though, I will say so far, Scarlet and Violet has exceeded my expectations in essentially their wild area updates. 
by giving us the things like the Cinderace and the Greninja. Like they've done it consistently yes. too. This is exactly what I wanted, mm-hmm. and I don't know why they they took so long to get to this point. Hmm. I I do actually really like this. I mean, we we could eat crow again too when Callow shows up, which is fine. I still don't think it'll happen. That's okay. I will eat that crow. Yes, like I will. <laughs> like that is fine. I will happily eat that one because I think if there's a region that you're going to do it to, I think Callus is the one only because it's the only one that didn't get. It was so forgettable the first time. It wasn't that it was forgettable. Okay, one, it's not forgettable. But you know what? People are going to be mad about it regardless. Yes, I will find. Like, they're going to be, no matter what we get, they're going to be like, well, what about Gen 5, huh? Yeah, I know. They're going to be Gen 5 remakes. Okay, but that's going to be a much quieter group of people, I hope. Ah, dude, I've already been seeing it. The Hoenn confirmed people, they were loud. Oh, those guys were awful. Yes, for years. They were horribly loud. The Diamond and Pearl people were better, but, like, not... The Sinnoh confirmed people were annoying, but, like, it wasn't, it wasn't, like, terrible, terrible, and... This time, I'm like, I'm hearing very little about the desire for a Gen 5 remake, but I think most of that's for fear that it's going it's to be another BDSP. Because BDSP was bad. Yeah, I think, I think it's just out of fear that BD, it's a BDSP. But we did get Hisui. I would much rather have that than I would a proper remake. Have that as a, you know, the like, like callback. Yeah. I, I would I'd much, be okay with that. I would really, I mean, if they do the same thing where they do BDSP and like PLA again, I think that's a fair way to go ahead. Because my concern with Gen 5 is Gen 5, for me at least, in my experience, isn't complete without having Black and White 2 also somehow involved. Mm. And I don't see how they do that well. Just just remake Black and White 2 and then have like a little prologue, call it a day. Yeah, you could do that. I would hope. I just don't have faith that they would do that. You just have Charon come up and say, somehow Getsis returned. It worked for Star Wars. It'll be fine for this. Somehow Getsis returned. <laughs> He's contacted the resistance. The return of Team Plasma in Black and White Two is just makes just as much sense as the the First Order in Star Wars. It's fine. No, it makes marginally more sense because they weren't like pushed out and then replaced by a whole other government. They went from crazy cult to crazy cult. It's pretty lateral. Actually, yeah. You know what? Yeah, it's better. <laughs> it's it's better. Yeah. Thanks, Disney. That's why. That's why we don't engage with Star Wars anymore. Yep. That's why we're no longer the Star Wars Underground Champions. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Swuckle. <laughs> Swuckle. Uh, yes. All right. Well, it sounds like we've come to a natural conclusion. Paradox Pokemon are confusing. I'm very excited to see them go uh, because I or just see the answer because they're obviously not from the past or from the future. We also have like the f- oh, man, I did forget to bring up like the plate that everybody talks about. That's just in Area Zero. That kind of ties into that. That's like, it has like inscriptions that nobody understands and it's made of a metal that they can't like scratch or dent. Mm. Do you remember that plate? I do. And I'm, it, it is, I need you guys to know I'm physically restraining myself from making about three different references that no one else will get. Uh, I think the good news about all of this is we have a fairly definitive timeline for when we're going to get answers to these questions or we'll know when we won't get answers. And that is in a month. I, I'm very excited for that, though. I, I'm very, very, very excited. Yes. Because uh, I would love to see that. Also, uh, fun fact, I don't know if you guys have seen this, but on the Scarlet and Violet box art, there's uh, four symbols in the corners around, like, the big Pokemon Scarlet and Violet logo. And two of them, we actually have, we actually know what they are. So that, so there's, like, two unknown ones. 
they because they actually have the symbol that's from that metal plate oh mm. in one of the corners and then they actually if the room with iron valiant slash roaring moon in it has all of those runes on the ground oh yeah 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 and that pattern is actually also in one of the corners of the logo hmm. so i don't know if that means they're important or something but it's Maybe. very it's very interesting to think about One's a hexagon as well, so it probably has something to do with terrestrialization, but the other one we have no idea what the shape has anything to do with. Just uh, food for thought. Lots of secrets. I wish they would tell me. <laughs> I wish they would tell me. Maybe these are the gameplay enhancements in version 1.2. <laughs> uh, they'll actually they'll actually explain to me what's going on. Press the hexagon button, and then your gameplay is better. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look at this. The frame rate's actually usable. <laughs> It's a key item that you get by talking to one yeah. guy, like the sound test. <laughs> it's like the worst Game Boy player sounds, right? Like No, in Sword and Shield, remember, there's, like, one dude that if you talk to him, he, like, gives you, like, a key item that, like, lets you control the audio settings? That's right. That's right. You're correct. But, yeah. All right. Well, that is going to be it for this topic. We are going to kick it on over now to the Pokemon of the episode. So we will catch you all on the flip-flop. <laughs> Welcome to the Pokemon of the episode. Our Pokemon of the episode today is National X number 981, Frigirath, the Longneck Pokemon. It's Scarlet Entry Sates. Now that the brain waves from the head and tail are synced up, the psychic power of this Pokemon is 10 times stronger than Girafferig's. Poor Girafferig. Actually, good Girafferig. Girafferig, it deserves something. It needs us. It needed it. Absolutely. Yes. For reference, 10 times its power equates to like 20 points of special attack. <laughs> I'm actually really happy that Girafferig is seeing play right now, by the way. It is surprisingly good in VGC for a couple of reasons. Uh, but the bigger one is that it got Armor Tail as an ability, which is yeah. actually really good. And everybody forgets about it because it doesn't really make sense all the time, other than if you think that Frigirath can just tell the future. But it does prevent uh, priority moves. Uh, that target Pokemon with Armor Tail or its allies from being used. So you can't, like, taunt somebody on the other side while you have Armor Tail for a giraffe and stuff like that. I did not realize it also protected the allies. It does protect the allies, which is amazing. It's great. So it's a, it's a very, very good Pokemon for that reason. It also does get... It's actually, like, a decent Trick Room setter. But in addition to being a good Trick Room setter, it's a, it also has the access to Imprison, which not a lot of Trick Room users have. So it can actually prevent a lot of Trick Room as a result by using Imprison and preventing Trick Room from being used. So it's just like, it's a very, very cool Pokemon, and it's one of my favorites to come out of Gen 9, and probably one of my favorite added evolutions to a Pokemon line in a very long time. Just design-wise, I really like it. Also, it's Gen 2, so or it comes from a Gen 2 Pokemon, so it makes me happy. But yeah, it's a very, very good Pokemon. Its base stats are wonderful, actually. Uh, 120 HP, which is actually quite a lot. 90 attack is okay. 70 defense is meh. Uh, 110 special attack is actually pretty decent. 70 special defense, 60 speed's pretty bad. But if you do get in the trick room scenario, it can be okay. Um, and additionally, it's, uh, I mean, you're not, Drifrat, uh, Ferrigirath is good enough to, uh, make it work. So yes, let's go ahead. We do have a VGC team for it today. It got fourth at San Diego, run by Aaron Brock. And so he's got a Furrigiraffe on this team, obviously, with safety goggles, the ability Armor Tail, 
Uh, it is fairy terra type, 212 HP for VGC reasons, 180 defense for eight VGC reasons, 76 special attack and 36 special defense. Quiet nature, zero IVs and attack and speed. It's running psychic, dazzling gleam, trick room, and helping hand. No imprison here, but it is just going to set up your trick room for you if you want trick room. And most of this team actually does. Um, this team actually has two very good modes, uh, which I'm more than happy to delve into. But uh, if you're going slow... You can bring your boy Hariyama holding the flame orb. It's got guts. It terras into steel if you need to. And it's got the, it's got 156 HP, 156 attack, 196 special defense, brave nature, zero speed, close combat, fake out, knock off, and bullet punch. It is just going to hit hard while you're going slow. Uh, I love it. I'm a big fan. This is, this is a lot of fun, but there's a, there's a speed mode, which I'll let somebody else take. Whoever wants it. Uh, I will take... Well, I'm not sure if the, the speed mode is the, the water or the... Uh, well, the the Miascarada is just there, but... Uh, I'll take... You know, I'll take the two dark types. I'll leave the two water types for uh, for Mark. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, King Gambit is a thing. We've got it with an Assault Vest ability Defiant, Terra Flying... 252 HP, 196 attack, 4 defense, 20 special defense, 36 speed with an adamant nature. Uh, we've got Kowtow Cleave, can't miss, deals much damage, Iron Head, Sucker Punch, and Brick Break. Uh, with the Assault Vest, this thing is really defensive and can soak a lot of things. Uh, it's got a high base attack, so even without full investment, does a bunch of damage. Uh, notably... This can get through screens, and uh, under Tailwind, it outspeeds Golden Go. Uh, but if you're on the Trick Room mode, it still underspeeds base 60s, which is a lot of things, honestly. I think that's even Golden Go. No, Golden Go is like 90. Is it 90? Wait, no. Golden it's not Go's 90, but it's it's higher than 60. It's probably it's probably 80. Let me look. I'm, I need to know what Golden Go is. It's 84. It's 84. You're right. Uh, long story short, uh, King Gambit is a little monster and does a bunch of damage. Uh, this is not using the, uh, Supreme Overlord. E no. Defiant's really good. Yeah, Defiant is very good. Particularly, uh, Intimidate running around. Very, very yes, strong. Defiant is very good. Uh, Tauros has been seeing a lot of circulation in the meta lately, uh, because of Intimidate, and this is very good for that. Uh, the Kotau Cleave also just makes up for most of it. Yeah, Kowtow Cleave is a nasty move. Uh, also, we've got Meowskarada, because I heard you like auto-hit moves. What if it also auto-crit? 4 HP, 252 attack, 252 speed, Jolly Nature, Protect, Flower Trick, Knock Off, and U-Turn. I mean, what more do you need? It uses U-Turn to switch and deal some damage. It uses Knock Off to deal a bunch of damage. It uses Flower Trick to crit and murder pretty much anything. Yeah, it's also very good for uh, Dondozo. It just, it just kills Dondozo. Uh, yes. Unless it tears into grass or flying or something, but yeah, it'll be fine. Uh, it's got a focus sash, uh, which allows it to take a hit, and then you've got overgrow because protein nerf doesn't make it bad, but it means there's something really frail that can use abuse a sash. Overgrow's probably a little more consistent if all you want to do is spam flower trick. All this thing wants to do is spam flower trick. Yeah, it doesn't really matter because you're already a grass type anyway, right? So... And, yeah. and with ter terrestrialization, you could just do whatever you want anyway. And I don't think Miascarada's move pool is deep enough to really warrant a lot from Protean. I mean, it gets like Thunder Punch and... It, it actually has a pretty broad spectrum. 
It's just it, not... I, I'd say it's just about it, it, it. I think it's the worst of the three protein starters. I think it's the worst of the three protein starters. Offensively, sure. on its offense, yes. In terms of utility, it has stuff the other two would kill for. Uh, probably. Well, no, Greninja has everything Greninja wants. Greninja has everything Greninja wants, but if Greninja could drop a lot of it for an equivalent to Flower Trick, it would. Potentially. Potentially. I don't know. Greninja's really good. I, I'm not saying Greninja's bad. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll take us home, Mark, with the with the rainy boys. Yeah. Yeah, the other speed option here. Um, got our good friend uh, Pelipper. We got Drizzle, of course. Terratype is Grass. EVs are 244 HP, 4 defense, 36 special attack, 124 special defense, and 100 speed. Modest nature. It's got Hurricane, Tailwind, Wide Guard, and Hydro Pump. So, you know, doing that kind of stuff. And uh, to round it all off, we got our Dreadnought friend with Life Orb. We got Swift Swim, of course. Terror type of grass. EVs are 28 HP, 252 attack, 228 uh, speed. Got adamant nature for that extra damage output. It's got protect, liquidation, rock slide, and terror blast. So, yeah, got two different speed modes here, which is kind of fun. One one's weather. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, this team looks really fun, actually. I'm a big fan. I will try it out on stream this week before we lose all of our things. Hmm. to uh to series two or season two is it a series is it series two or is it season two i don't remember uh it depends on if it's bbc or if it's uh american television exactly uh so i have no idea all right but yeah if you want this team shiny it'll be up on the patreon and probably by the time you're listening to this because i'm going to try to get i'm trying to change my workflow uh to be more consistent about this for all of you um so it should be up uh, make sure you head over there to grab it. Uh, until then, we are going to kick it on over to the mailbag. It's mail time. Send in your emails. Welcome to the mailbag. The mailbag is a part of the show where we read your emails on the show. If you send them into us at pocopodcast at gmail.com, we got a few of them. A lot of them, actually, today, because we asked you guys what your top five and bottom five dark types were after we had done ours, and I'm excited to see how you disagreed with us. As always, we will give out the green Taurus badge to anybody who writes a great email, so we're going to dive right in without further ado, I guess. Uh, we'll kick things off with an email from the man who's going to end up tidally telling all of this up anyway into a nice little document, Sleeve. Sleeve's actually really good at PowerPoints, like just very good at collecting data and putting them in PowerPoints. Hey, everyone. I'm glad you've all had a good, I hope you all had a good January and are keeping well. That's a slightly different read there. Uh, this me- week's mailbag has made me realize two things. Three of the most broken starters are all dark types. Greninja, Incineroar, <laughs> Meowskarata. And two, I both like and hate a lot of dark types. Uh, first, the good bad boys. <laughs> uh, Mabostiff. Reasons. Intimidate. Biting moves. 120 base attack is dog arvin i'm adding that one but it is part of it i actually like that actually these are good reasons i i'm here yeah i'm okay with this uh sableye sneaky is goblin sure mm-hmm. uh tyranitar no explanation needed sure uh grim snarl is goblin too <laughs> <laughs> you know what you won me over in the second uh shift tree trixie forest guardian what's not to love I-, I do love the oni not top five but i do like him yeah. Uh, now the bad, bad boys. 
<laughs> Thievul, yeah, it's just bad all around. Alolan Persian, why does its head do that? Darkrai. <laughs> Darkrai, look at it, it's a ghost. Yeah. Guzzlord, me and Ultra Beast have never got on. Mega Gyarados, I expect to catch some heat for this, but this is the perfect opportunity to make Gyarados a dragon type, and they messed it up. Anyway, that's all for me. All, uh, thanks, as always, for the great work you do. With peace and love, Sleeve. I see Mega Gyarados kind of the same vein that I see Dunsparce. Mm. Really? It's like kind of a troll, but maybe I'm wrong. And they were just trying to do something different with Gyarados, which I also appreciate from them, instead of just making everything a dragon that everybody thought should be a dragon. Yes. Yeah, I think there are a lot of dragons, so... Yeah. It would be like if they made a Mega Flygon and Mega Flygon was Dragon Bug. You know, I, I'd be like, oh, wow, this is just like a lot of pandering. I... Oh, uh, no. I I don't feel any... I don't like Mega Gyarados, but not because it's a dark type. I don't like it because it looks like... You know those shrimp where, like, they, they open the top and then... That's how I, I look at Gyarados all the time. Like, it's, it looks like a shrimp-served butterfly. I don't like it. I do also think they yeah. were taking a lot of inspiration from, like, older properties, because there was an, an instance where, like, the exact Mega Gyarados design just shows up in the anime. Yeah. In, in, like, a silhouette. It's a stretch to say, but I know what you're talking about. I think they I think they do to some extent. I think they do. I mean, it's also 2013, so it wasn't even, like, as far away from them. Yeah. I was going to say, yeah, the distant year of... And then I realized it's been 10 years. Yeah, it's been a decade. Remember? Yeah, yeah. Oh, that hurts. It's been a decade since uh, since X and Y. That hurts me. Oh, it, welcome to old age. Uh, it's been hurting all of us for a while. Oh, no. It gets worse from here, too. Oh, no. Oh, no, it doesn't get better. Yeah, it doesn't improve. I, I feel like what I want to uh, I because I, I was not on the episode. Mark, you, you weren't either, I don't believe. Nope. Uh, I want to say I really like all basically all of the dark types in Gen 9. Most of my favorites were kind of untouched. There were a couple that moved here and there. But I really like Meowskarata. I really like Wochian. I like Wochian more than I like Meowskarata. I, I can't explain why. I it's It's a lot to do with how silly it is. I, I'm a fan of Wochian. People were giving it shade last week, and I was like, I don't know. I think it's kind of a, I think it's kind of endearing. It's a compost pile, right? Kind of. Well, I really like how they turned the uh, they what they did with the uh, tablets, turning it into a snail shell. It was just a really I hadn't thought of that. It was a very clever tweak. I think the way they handled most of it was pretty good, minus the bowl. But I still think he's cool too. Yeah, he's the the weakest of the three. Very strong. Yes, but I still th- I still like him. I like Tinglu. I'm a fan. Okay. All right. Next up is going to be fr- an email from Gliscor Gamer, and I'll begin. How's it going, my puckle pals? It's your boy, Gliscor Gamer, here to give you my top five and bottom five dark types. I hear that in his voice when I read it, and it's much funnier. Um, but I think it first needs to be stated what I considered makes a dark type truly dark, as that affects my choices. <laughs> Dark types tends to be mischievous, with some being flat-out evil. Their color schemes tend to include blacks, grays, and dark purples. Angry eyes and relations to the night also tend to be part of many designs, while other dark types seem violent. But these traits aren't necessary for a Pokemon to feel dark. Okay, with that out of the way, let's get into the list. Top 5. Chianpao. Best dark type from Gen 9, by far, in a way. Such a cool design as a Sabertooth, and I love how excited when I I got when I saw the treasures for for the first time and immediately knew with mythology they were from. Not the auspicious beasts, they're the opposite of them. Greninja, I know a lot of people think this Pokemon is more water than dark, but I disagree. His signature water move is uh, is based on a ninja design, 
In its other signature move, Mat Block is also a sneaky martial arts tactic. Having a connection between the games and the anime with a reason to play with the Sun and Moon demo is also something I'll remember for a long time. Spirit Tomb is obviously very ghosty, but the whole 100 vengeful, 108 Vengeful Spirits thing makes it very dark type as well. Very cool design and very cool discovery method in PLA. Crocodile, Cool. Mean. Land Crocodile. One of my favorite Generation 5 mons. It's Google, googly eye or goggle looking eye shape really bring the design together and is based on a real world animal trait used by cheetahs and other predators to make it easier to see their prey in the savannah and the desert sun. Alolan Muck, same reasons as the ones on the podcast. Cool design, cool lore, awesome Pokemon and draft leagues too. <laughs> Bottom five, Alolan Raticate, ugly fat rat. Why, why did this thing get the original form? <laughs> <laughs> Purloin, it's just a cat. It's the only dark type because cats are mean, which is a fact I know to be false. That's true though. Vullaby, this Pokemon looks like that spoiled child in elementary school who tells you about his dad's golf cart and how his mom makes makes him milkshakes after school every day. <laughs> Dang. That that feels personal. This is throwing some shade. Yeah, wh- who hurt you, Gliscor? Who hurt you? Yeah, right? <laughs> Iron Jugulus, this one is just disappointing. Hydreigon could have gotten such a cool future paradox form, but instead it's just a robot, and its Scarlet Dex entry is not one I'd ever wanted to see n- and never wanted to read again. That's true. Yeah. That's fair. <laughs> Zarude. I don't really get why this one's a dark type. I know it's the rogue monkey Pokemon, but it has a whole movie about its incredible kindness, and one of its dex entries even talks about how it helps the forest. I think it would be better fit as the grass slash single dad type. That's also a dark type. Uh, I've you think so? Dads are evil. Yeah, we know this. It's a fact. Especially Australian ones. <laughs> and there's my list for the best and worst dark types. I hope it wasn't too long and the reasonings were coherent. This is Gliscor Gamer signing off. So I had to read what the actual uh, uh, dex entry was, and I think I agree. Right? Remember how I said, look it up on your own time? Look it up on your own time. This is my own time while we read Marmalade's email, but I need to know now. Yeah. You want me to read Marmalade? Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, Marmalade. Hiya, papaya, puckle. Marm here, and I'm mostly writing for the graph. I've missed out on the last ones, uh, ones, and my favorite Pokemon is dark type. So, to start off with the top five, you did mention Mightyena, but you missed out the superior Poochyena, which, given the option, would be numbers one through four. You also got Obstagoon, but Galarian Zigzagoon is definitely cuter, so that would be my number five. If you need three other options to make a real top five, my votes go to Umbreon and Absol. Umbreon for the reasons you uh, listing in the previous episodes, and Absol because I was a big fan of the Jirachi movie. Finally, Skuntank, because of, he's the leader of Team Skull from Explorers. As for my bottom five, I really like the list, except for Cacturn. I love the idea of a scarecrow that stalks the desert at night, and I like the design a lot. And I also think, definitely think that Zarud deserved to be in that slot instead. That's all for me. Hope everyone has a great week. Marmalade. P.S. Did I take a break from Scarlet to play the new Fire Emblem game? Yes. And it's very fun so far. All right. Well, thank you guys for all of those emails. Uh, do we think anybody deserves the green Taurus badge this week? I don't think anyone deserves anything ever. Well, do we want to give the green Taurus badge to anybody? Um, I think we should give the green Taurus badge. It's early enough in the year. I need it. I think I thought Gliscor's was pretty good, actually. Yeah, let's do it with Gliscor. No shade at Marm, but yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gliscor gamer, you get the green Taurus badge. And if you want to email us next week, let us know what you think the origin of Paradox Pokemon are. We'd love to hear from you at PucklePodcast at gmail.com. Until then, 
You can catch us at PuckleDiscord.com. You can follow us on social media over at uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. You can also catch us on stream over at YouTube.com slash PucklePodcast. Additionally, you can help support the show by going over to our Patreon at Patreon.com slash PucklePodcast, where you get a host of cool rewards, depending on where you're at in those tiers. But until then, guys, uh, I have been Trainer Thatch. I've been Linian. I'm Mark from the Dunsparce Gang. And here in the Lavender Town Radio Tower, it's closing time. Yeah.